0: Yes, it's so good to be back with over 53,000 listens so far and this is episode 187. Whilst cracking lovely people, welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host Matt Gardner and I'm a performance nutritionist by trade. I began my career in professional rugby and outdoor endurance and adventure sports more recently, I've worked in corporate wellness. I'm obsessed with helping people cut through all the nutritional noise. I also work in digital healthcare as a health coach for pre-diabetics and type 2 diabetics, supporting blood sugar regulation, body composition change and health span. I'm a food fanatic and I love a bit of outdoor fizz. And if you like the show, please share it with someone, lovely people. Ultimately, it's the only way the show will grow. And you can subscribe to get each and every new episode into your feed with uh, soundclouds apple podcast spotify do me a solid and leave me a review the link is in the show notes it really helps just get the pod out there so i'd love you to give me a rating and give me a review 33 fuel as always support the show and 33 produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products every morning i wake up and take two tablespoons of their premium premium can't even say that plant-based protein and one tablespoon of the greens powder It's a great combo, sets me up for the day. Nice bit of liquid nutrition and it tastes great too. I run an ultramarathon every year and I use 33's natural energy gels made from chia seeds and coconut sugar. You just add water to the pouch or cold brew coffee or fruit juice, whatever you want. Give it a shake. Everything absorbs up. It's delish. Nice, consistent energy. Tastes great. And also their natural energy drink. Just add three to five tablespoons to water or again, fruit juice or something, shake and off you go. So go to www.33fuel.com slash Nutrition to claim 15% off or add Matt Gardner Nutrition at checkout for 15% off. Everything you need in the show notes. So today, let's crack on. I'm speaking with Pat Gillian director and specialist golf physiotherapist at driving performance pat and i used to play rugby together at the university of birmingham during my time uh, as an undergrad where i studied there many years ago so i'm looking forward to catching up with him chewing the fat and it'd be great to get a physio's perspective on the show hope you enjoy it lovely people pat welcome to the show mate
1: thank you very much matt thanks for having me absolute pleasure
0: well look, it's good to be back, we've been on the rugby field together, we've been in cafes together, I've been down in one of your private practices where you used to work years ago, so obviously we, we go back a long way mate, but it'd be brilliant for you to just bring the listeners up to speed, I obviously mentioned a little bit about driving performance before I brought you on the show, but uh, yeah, just let the listeners know the quick elevator pitch of like who you are and what you're kind of currently you doing and then we can get into it.
1: Sounds good, man. So I'm a, I'm am a, a physio for 12 years, um, and after a while, I wanted a little bit of a niche, and I'm a bit addicted to golf, so I went down that niche, um, and it, it bit of a five year plan was pretty much to start my own the, uh, the the grand idea to start my own golf performance centre, um, but quickly realised I didn't have any money, so that was not an option. Uh, so so I've, I've first step really is i started my own business and started a um, physio clinic uh, it's based at a driving range in new malden and surrey called driving performance golf and i started that in february so i'm literally four months in um uh yeah it's been, it's been great fun excellent experience just in terms of trying to sort your branding uh sorting some sort of marketing um trying to trying to fund it um and and then designing and creating your own clinic um i mean it's not it's not the biggest of clinics but um it's it's a 16 square square meter clinic uh with treating and a little gym so and, it, and it's been great fun so i've kind of tried to build up uh, quite a big local network over the last three years and um and that's providing me with some nice um some nice business really so so on the whole i treat I would say probably about 70% golfers who come with various niggles or, or just want to become a little bit better conditioned and physically prepared for the forces of the golf swing, which I think at the moment is quite a hot topic, certainly within a pre- professional game um, and it's starting to drip feed into the amateur game. So it's a good time to be involved, certainly from a health point of view, in, in golf because I think people are starting to realise they they can not only get performance gains from being a bit fitter, a bit stronger, um, but also, um, but yeah, kind of injury prevention and uh, and and yeah, it's been it's been really fun. And so the plan, ideally, is to build up that business. I'm currently part time, um, and build that up full time, and then ideally to. To, to move to somewhere a little bit better, which incorporates a whole t- kind of team approach, um, which I'd say most pro golfers have around them at the moment. So just trying to provide that for maybe amateur golfers, having golf pros in-house, having, um, you know, medical center, um, fitters um, in terms of equipment, uh, big gyms, so people can come in and, and, and work out for their golf, uh, strength and conditioning coaches. And then, you know, maybe... A, a nutritionist or a, a cafe or that sort of thing all, all under one roof. So that's, that's the big plan basically. So, so, so it's been great fun so far.
0: Well, I mean that roadmap sounds really interesting. And I think, yeah, if we circle back a little bit to how, cause I like when I speak to you about things, obviously you're quite direct with you work with golfers, but I think that conversation for people listening and it's yes, it's rehab, but it's also strengthening Uh, balance quality of life health which I really like so even if people are listening to this and they think oh I don't play golf I think the value in speaking to someone like yourself is you take that 30,000 foot view of the way someone moves and how they perform and then obviously you've got colleagues and eventually you want to build this one-stop shop place for anyone at any level of golf yes I'm, I'm sure the performance end is important but looking at that, taking care of someone's health through strengthening, stabilising and just those conversations, I suppose, when they're in clinic with you as well about about their overall well-being. So
1: I think I think that's absolutely key at the moment. So so physio um, traditionally is a little bit kind of hands on. It's quite passive um, and, and sometimes can be what we call a little bit biomedical. So it's quite black and white when actually when you're dealing with people and the body it's very holistic so so actually you've got to treat the person as as well as treating their goals and the body but but they're all very much intertwined so there's no point in for me just doing lots of hands-on manual therapy with someone because ultimately certainly for golfers um the, the, the force of the golf swimming is about 750 kg through the spine when you hit the ball. So it's massive amount of forces that the average Joe are, are producing on their body. And a lot of times uh, when injuries happen, it's either through slightly overloading the system, um, having spikes in their training load a lot of the times. Um, and, and as a result of that, really, they have... A body that potentially can't cope with that amount of volume and those forces that are just repetitive. So, so the the biggest the modern day um, treatment for a golfer and and for, for anyone really with an injury is is looking at their whole body performance as well as looking at their well being in terms of stress or. Um, or their nutrition or how much sleep they're getting or, you know, the whole the whole body themselves, which which obviously from my point of view, I may specialise in certain aspects of that, but actually the team approach is very, very key. And I work closely with a lot of colleagues within my kind of network who I may refer patients or golfers to who can have their expertise on that patient. And then together we all kind of work as a team to to work towards that, that, that person's goals. Um, so I, I would say, Exactly that that, that well being uh, model is, is very very important these days and is a bit it's a bit old school. They'll oh we'll just do some massage here or some mobilisation here and expect people to get better because it's it's not really the whole picture.
0: Yeah, of course, in everyday people, most of us sitting for a living, and then when they are getting out there to do some sport, or if they're you know in your case playing golf for fun or. Uh, to perform or they might just be doing it with some mates because it's something that people want to get into instead of maybe meeting up and just getting battered all the time at the pub you know there's certain people listening to this that are transitioning from how do you do activities that are actually healthy and and fun and not just always meet up and drink as groups of lads and a lot of people that you know might especially my stage in life as well something like golf so you can resonate to it if you're listening to this and you think well I don't know you know would I ever play golf how applicable is this conversation anytime you're taking yourself out of that you know that comfort zone like you said how far your body can actually go adding load in this case something like a swing it's so obvious that you need to have that that preparation side but also be able to take your your body there too it's like the running side i do i do some long distance running you know i'm not the best runner but you do the strength conditioning side so that if your body gets into certain positions on trails you can, you can deal with it, you know, where my That's hips go or where my feet land or whatever. So I think that side of it is, is fascinating, mate. And you obviously the roadmap for you wanting to drive this, not this kind of like uh, one stop shop uh, facility is uh, yeah, it's interesting, but it's good to listen to the stage you're at as well, trying to obviously pack the patients in, continue with your network of colleagues and, you know, build and it shows how much value you can add in that space. Like you said, and and people can see pictures of it. Obviously, I leave information how they can follow you. Look at the site, see your social media, and you've got you've got what rack in there, haven't you? So so yeah. people can do things. So I've got a rack,
1: got dumbbells. Uh, we've got a lifting platform. Uh, I've got a bench, and then and then we have a kind of treatment area as well. So I mean, the thing at the moment, I'm, I'm doing part time in terms of this new business. So treating, but ideally treating as many golfers, but I, but I also work in a clinic in Wimbledon as well, where I'm treating anyone who kind of comes through the door. Really. So, so I've treat, treated multiple sports for quite a few years. Um, I'm currently doing a postgraduate certificate in, in strength and conditioning at St Mary's, just to ha- add that slight maybe strength aspect. I don't want to be an SSC coach, but I think honestly physios need to know a huge amount more about how we get people Better conditioned and, and better physical preparation for their sports or even just their everyday life. Like today, I saw a lady who is extremely high anxiety at high anxiety at the moment. She's she's fallen. She's had a nice bang to the head. She's got multi joint pain and it's and in fact you know she's not thinking about sports. She's thinking about the day today. How could she cope with the day today better? Um, so it applies to everyone I think this whole picture of this holistic picture is, is absolutely key and I think you've got to treat the patient as well you've got to treat the person and personality get to know someone really really well and, and have that um, personal touch because actually if, if there's no trust in that relationship then, then realistically
0: each other with that would be key as well yeah definitely mate your signal went off a little bit there but i think you're still there um so yeah just to cover that off i think you were talking about obviously trust per patient patient's needs and things first oh, um you still there can you hear me way up lovely people i'll pause it and we'll be back right people we're back just bear with the signal side of things i don't know what's happening this evening but look we'll crack on um Mate, I think selfishly, I want to pick up on that one point around the strength side of things, because, you know, prior to recording, I didn't know that you had slipped in this this cheeky postgraduate study. Obviously, I'm aware that you've got, you know, incredible knowledge base around that side of things anyway. But like you said, you need to still go through the process on paper. I think just a conversation that will resonate with a lot of listeners around just the basics of getting stronger, you know, is it to do with uh, attention side of things, so going slower on downward phase of reps? Is it always having to add load? Is it, you know, moving your body into different positions? You know what, for someone listening who generally wants to get stronger, um, obviously, again, you need to see the person and you have to have that that patient first need but that side of things you know what are you starting to gather from that master's sorry from that you know course that you're doing from the strength element side that people can take some nice you know some nice tips from
1: i mean i think uh there's there's three things that um uh, uh, quite a strong um strength conditioner talks about it it is you've got to think about the outcome so the outcome what, what what's the end goal basically if the end goal is right i've got to run a marathon cool okay well then you break down the task the task is running cool what's involved within that task probably a lot of vertical forces a lot of horizontal forces you need lateral and rotational force development as well um and and then if it's time task related, then obviously we may need some a bit more explosive work in there. I would say if I treat any runners at all, um, I would look purely from a kind of strength baseline and see what their conditioning's like, just say how many sit stands can they do how many hill raises can they do off a step how many hamstring bridges or boot bridges can they do so you just literally from there we're looking at trying to develop potentially a bit more force production as well into the floor and that may be based on quickness or it may be based purely on slow driven, um, and it's also very much related to the individual. So what can the individual do? What sort of range of movement have they got? Their ankle, knee, hip, etc., trunk, um, and, and very goal orientated. As well as ideally do some what is traditionally kind of called screening. So you give like a baseline reading. Mm. And then you come back scoring every say six week block etc just to check what their scores are like are they improving um, and and just yeah just based on the environment as well what what can they achieve what can they do what facilities have they got what equipment have they got what's their time frame like around work etc what time can they give to it so so there's a lot of things that you kind of got to work out so you've got to work out the task environment and then really the person and and work out what program works for them very specifically
0: yeah and i think that's that's the important thing of working with a professional like yourself and why someone listening to this would do it from that needs analysis perspective and what you're kind of talking about there is Mm. That, that task, that environment, that person, and I'd do it as well as a nutritionist if it's a health goal or a body composition goal or a performance goal. I have that like triangle of focus that I work on. So most people with me, they yeah. want they want the dot in the middle. You know, they want to they want to they want to perform well at something they're doing athletically, either for fun or, uh, you know, seriously if they're paid. They want to look good naked and they also want to, um, you know, they want to, they want the perfect diet to live forever. And then I have to find as a practitioner, yeah. which, which one do you actually want? to let's move the dot closer towards there. Um, and then that's why, you know, the value of having someone in, if you call it a coach or yeah. a nutritionist or whatever, that's where I come into play. So it's nice to have, I'm not too sure if we I've, I've had that conversation before on the pod, you know, from the physiotherapist perspective, the strength side, and then what you do um, in a nutshell and why people actually come to see you. So that was that was really useful, mate. I really appreciate that. Um,
1: but I do want to... Well, it's a nice... I mean, your, your analogy is nice as well in terms of the dot because I think it keeps it very simple for the the, the person who's involved. I mean, I, I have to say, I'm a physio, so I'm not an S&C coach. If if I've got someone who's pretty deconditioned, I, I feel confident enough to have a firm knowledge base of how to get that person kind of ticking in terms of their strength work or their resistance training yeah but I would say if I if I have someone who's a professional athlete who's got experience in the gym I probably would look at my network and say cool I know an exceptional S&C coach would be perfect for you and I'd probably push them towards that person to to really look after their probably a little bit more advanced um, S&C. Um, so I, I certainly feel like I I have a definite ceiling in terms of my knowledge base and, and my comfort levels, my expertise. And I would say it, it's actually then really important if there are people around there who have way more knowledge than you, use that because that's exactly what's going to get that patient better and stronger quicker. Um, so I certainly don't try and keep keep the patient i'll I'll probably look a little bit more from an injury perspective and then and then move them on to a a specialist like i wouldn't even dream of giving nutritional advice because from my point of view that's definitely that's just not my area of expertise (laughs) i would send them to you (laughs) matty
0: yeah but the interesting thing is you know you wear uh, a hat as well on the health side and like you said working in that practice in wimbledon but what i do like as well you still there mate Oh, is he gone again, lovely people? Can you hear me, Pat?
1: Yeah, I'm still here.
0: Perfect. Yeah, well, I was saying yeah, I can hear you. what I was saying from uh, from obviously the health side and the practice that you that you deliver in Wimbledon, you know, that's that side, like you said. But I, I am interested in how you have gone that that kind of inch wide, mile deep on the the golf side as well. So I know you know it's clear that you will refer when it comes to a strength goal and like you said if there's an athlete or if there's something that is outside your remit but I do like how you have committed to and there'll be people listening to this that obviously have a specialist area in mind or, or are working in that specialist area and they're constantly weighing up you know do I go mile wide inch deep or do I go inch wide mile deep And and that's what you're trying to push isn't it with the driving performance side of things as well so it'd be interesting to to get into that a little bit more and um you know is that just from the passion of the sport and then marrying in what you do professionally yeah, like how did that how did that occur i think,
1: it, I think passion is something i really enjoy that very excited because I think your gains are a lot better and I think the physio world is going down that route a lot lot more, which it should do, because I think the gains long term gains realistically you get a lot lot better from from resistance training to a certain extent. Um but I think the education part is key as well. Um and I think the golfing world as well, the network I'm in within the golfing um arena is is very S and C based. So actually the S and C coaches kind of run um, certainly, with England Gold, they run the programs uh, and the rehab programs, etc. So it's very s led, which I think is very forward-thinking. Um, so I think for physios, it's important to have that breadth of knowledge, but not necessarily expertise. Um, and you, and, and just knowing when, when it's right for you to kind of get someone else involved at that moment. Um, mm. I think it's tricky with the, the the inch inch wide kind of mile deep because I think there's not really a right answer. I don't think with that. I think you can go down a rabbit rabbit hole and go super super deep and have extraordinary knowledge base of a very small sector. Um, and I don't think that's worth it. I think there are certainly people physio wise who who are just complete experts in one field and they only go down that route. Um, so I think it's, it depends on what you want to do Like I don't really think there's a black and white answer to that um, for me it's, it's just passion led I just enjoy it, I enjoy training just from our rugby days, I think that, that was good fun um, and it's interesting to see how people move and, and it's just a, a, an array of exercises you can use or an array of training that you could use which I just think is, is, is interesting personally and getting more bang for your buck
0: yeah, but that's clear and, and and I like how you're honest about that career path and going down the um, you know, the the specialty of physiotherapy in golf because um, you know, a lot of the time it, it obviously it's a leap but also it's driven by enjoyments. Hopefully there's longevity in that as well. And then, you know, <coughs> listening to how and what you wanna do in the future, you know, you're 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 gonna keep on keeping on because that's where you wanna go because it sounds like you'll be enjoying running working in a facility the type of place that you want to build and grow in the future too so you know that's that's massive as well because it's hard work and a lot of time I assume you know you're seeing you're seeing patients and things at at all hours you know family man and then also having to keep yourself like fit and healthy to an extent as well to make sure you're not a movement mong because it must be tough you know you don't want to turn into someone who's like if you're not seeing patients just sitting kind of triple flex doing all admin yeah. and all that stuff that must be hard and um it took me a few years as well mate in my 20s i struggled a lot of time with thinking i needed the perfect diet and then until i realized that actually as a profession i can speak to people listen to them you know help them with what they want and then it i don't have to follow what i say all the time you know yeah. so that i find that as a practitioner in my 20s i found that balance very hard And now in my 30s, you do tend to separate that a bit more. And mentally, I find I'm better at helping people and then being more relaxed myself. How do you how do you find that? Yeah, it's it's a tricky balance, isn't it? I mean, I would say generally,
1: um, certainly from a nutritional point of view, I think we're all human as well. You know, we we certainly try and keep really healthy, my wife and I and and our daughter is two and a half. So we try and we're you know, we're mainly veggie, um, and um, but I think that I think that certainly in that specific example is is, is tricky, you know, to just keep going extremely healthy. All the yeah. Time. Um, and I think as humans, you know, there's there's not really a black and white way to live either. Like, if you're a professional athlete, I understand you've got to be pretty strict because it's your livelihood, um, and you've got to realistically be a hundred percent, um, in terms of in terms of your performance gains and what aspects of those performance gains are going to are, are going to make that you know extra extra margin margin of gains etc but i think in physio i think I, I do think it's important to to slightly look the part as well i think you, i think it's important that you're engaged in in exercise because actually uh, the last place i worked i worked with a few people who weren't that weren't that physically uh, involved in, in kind of training or sports and i think that does build a relationship with patients as well they start to trust you if you know you know a lot about cricket or a lot about golf or, or loads about tennis because they know you can kind of relate but also if you if you're demonstrating exercises that you want them to do and you look pretty rubbish doing them um that kind of doesn't say a huge great thing or or if you're you know, potentially don't look very healthy. I think people are, you know, people are judgmental. Certainly, when you're trying to build a, a trust, trustful relationship, when you've literally got half an hour to kind of impress them, to then um, almost persuade them that what you're telling them is the right thing for them to get better. Then, then I think anything that you um, can. Um, have the slight upper hand in terms of that trustful relationship or they they think you look athletic or they think you look um, then then they may trust you a little bit more um, so so i do think that is important to, to know how to move and and if you've got experience in the gym you're telling someone to do something i, I think it is Leading by example a little bit better and gains that trust, but but again I think it's different. I, I'm certainly at the moment struggling for time, um, in terms of doing uh, doing doing a, a postgraduate certificate, running a new business, being a dad. Um, I'm actually training stupidly for the marathon in October. So trying to fit that in and I've never run before. Um, so those sorts of things, at time at the moment is at an absolute premium um, and, and trying to work your diary. So it's, it's difficult. <laughs> I think that's life as well, isn't
0: it? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it's definitely lofty goals. People listening to that, if they, Think they're busy and then they listen to your lifestyle, mate. Then that's good. It's good to get people like yourself on who's you know you're literally going for it professionally, family wise, and you set that athletic goal as well. It's really cool. um But yeah, I think
1: it's it's good fun. We've just had our loft start as well, so we're getting a loft conversion this week. So that so it's been really interesting.
0: You're not adding <laughs> enough, I, mean, I don't think I don't think you're adding enough things. I think you need to do something else. Um, and look, I think you know before before we round things off, and obviously because of your specialist area. Um, and, you know, there will be people that are, that are really into the sport as well, golf as well. You know, what um, obviously from the support aspect and, and what you do with driving performance, that's that's one of the sides that obviously you love, like off off uh, when when people are off the, actually playing the sport. But what as a fan or, um, you know, when, when you play yourself, like what do you actually like the most about the sport as well? Because obviously I could bang on about aspects of rugby and things that I love. And my ultra marathons and things. So when I've got someone that, that loves a sport like uh you know like like you do, what what kind of things kind of gets you going from that side of things? Like what are you quite interested in from the golf? Yeah, I think
1: it's I think it's like anything. It's the challenge of trying to get better at it, and it's the most frustrating sport in the world. <laughs> uh, but you you know it always keeps you kind of keeps you interested because you you have a rubbish round and you're just like I really I absolutely hate this game and then literally last shot of the round you're just like oh my goodness that was the best shot I've ever hit right maybe I can be better at this and it just kind of reels you in yeah so I love I love that aspect I love the fact it's not yeah okay i mean i've come kind of from a slightly rugby background i found that extremely taxing on the body yeah and i i I literally when i gave up rugby i do not miss where you play a game on a saturday you're nervous before the game so you're waiting for that 2 um, p.m kickoff you're absolutely nervous so you're not in the right mind to kind of be helpful around the house or whatever you play the game afterwards you're so tired you literally can't function and then it takes you a week to recover from that Saturday and then you go again and and when I got to work from uni to then working I was just like I just can't sustain this because I'm so tired through the week whereas with golf it's just yeah okay we talked about the forces through the spine but I feel conditioned enough to be able to cope with those considering I probably play once every two to three weeks so so I'm not playing nice you know four times a week so I feel like I can physically I can cope with that nice um and so it, it, I don't feel beaten up every time I play around a golf, and uh, I've got now a lot of mates who previously were playing team sports now playing golf. Mm. And I think what's quite nice is there's a there's a there's a boom in golf at the moment, certainly from lockdown because it was the only sport kind of people could play. Mm. And I think memberships across the country have increased like fifty percent, which is nuts. Um, and so you're getting loads of people talking about golf as well, and everyone's kind of really excited. You know, I, I will see on average 16 patients a day, and I and, and if now I talk to them about, oh yeah, well I've got another clinic and it's kind of golf related. Then I was like, oh my husband loves golf, or or oh my wife just got into golf, or or my son loves golf, and then we start talking about it. So it's a real conversation starter, like most sports, if if you're really stuck with a conversation, um. You know, try and find a little bit of a uh, an interest in sport, and you can go down that route. It's exactly the same golf. Like, right? people are just absolutely addicts. I'm, I'm a bit of an addict myself at the moment. So, to me, going to my clinic now, two days a week, it doesn't feel like work. It's lovely. All I'm talking about to people is golf, and I absolutely love it. So that, that's been a big, big change in my life, which, which I've, I've, I've loved, absolutely loved. I think if you can find something that is of a, a, a passion for you and a love for you, and you can do it for a living. Uh...
0: Mate, that's such a positive note to finish on. I'm not sure if you stopped talking or if the signal's gone again. But if you can hear me, then I think to wrap up the show, it have we got you? Right, people. Thanks for being patient. We're back. We're finally back. So, mate, to, to round things off after that positive message and obviously to um, go into how people can get in touch with you. What's the best way if people want to find out more, follow Driving Performance as well, just generally keep in touch with you professionally, you know, ask questions, be curious. How can they do it?
1: I mean, so I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn. So Instagram, I'm driving Perth Golf, driving Perth Golf. Um, On Twitter, I'm Pat Gillum, and on LinkedIn, the same. And and I'm very happy to be emailed. So, Pat. Gillum at uk. So, I mean, if you've got any interest uh, or, or any questions or keen for a chat, or a meet in terms of networking or whatever, then uh, yeah, get in touch. Always happy to meet new people and um, build a network is always is always beneficial.
0: Mate, that's fantastic. So you'll be able to find all of that in the show notes, lovely people. And you know, before the call, if you thought I was high energy, the amount of stuff that Pat does, and he still like one of the most enthusiastic blokes that I know and is speaking to me after a long day, almost half eight recording this. He's absolutely mega. (laughs) So it's not, you know, it's not smoke and mirrors. He actually is like this, you know, and obviously is going to be going places with this incredible centre one day. Um, But obviously you can access him in a couple of different ways as well. So even if you just follow the content, that's what I definitely recommend as well. We, you know, touch base again on LinkedIn, really easy to get in contact with. Um, So yeah, get involved and um, keep in touch with the show share the show if you love the show brilliant and give it a rating subscribe and we will speak to you soon